Welcome to Reshoot Amateurs No Suits. Too many movies to explore. Ruthie, Hector, and Ed laugh till the end. Let's see something never done before. Hey guys, I know. Uh... I know jujitsu wasn't exactly the action blockbuster uh, that we were looking for, but I think I found it. What? It's it's amazing. It's real good. It's real good. It's one of my favorites. Really? Have you ever heard of the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen? Love that movie when I was ten. Yeah, yeah. It's it's one of my favorites. I love it so much. Oh, by the way, it's horrible. Let's fix it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome to reshoot, guys. <laughs> An amateur's guide to good or film. Uh, hello, everyone. Welcome to Reshoot. Hello. Hello. I'm Hector. I am Ruthie. You know the drill. <laughs> His name is Drill. <laughs> I'm oh, the drill. Wait, he, you're, did, did, you're did, the did, drill did. on Twitter? Oh, good lord, no. We're not what working. is that? It's a, Twitter, it's a Twitter handle that does a bunch of comedy and it was taken out. A, shit, a, fam- a very famous shit poster on Twitter. Yeah, so today we, uh, we're coming together and we're going to fix League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. I watched this movie when I was, I don't know, I was in, it was before middle school, I think. I watched it and I really liked it. And apparently I'm not the only person who saw it when I was rather young. What the heck? What? Why, why, why have we all watched this movie before when we it's were young? It's a good movie. I like it. I watched it at a sleepover. It was my first sleepover at a friend's house and... Uh... No. I just remember like uh like the, those HBO channels. It would just be oh, there sometimes. Yeah, that, that's what happened it. with me. Yeah. yeah. Uh it was really late and like I was in the living room just vibing and I watched uh I think I start I watched it like from the halfway point onward. Like I think it was after Venice and I really liked it and it kept playing on HBO, so I watched it quite a few times. Yeah, I realized that also that I've never actually seen much of Venice and prior of the movie. I've always seen mm-hmm. the later half, which uh, is interesting. I remember this movie a little bit differently than what actually happened. I know, right? Anyway, speaking of, but let's see what actually happened. Cue natural transition. Ruthie. Hello, Hector. That was a very natural transition. Are you ready for plot synopsis? Yes, friend wife, I am. Thank you. <laughs> This cave is not a natural formation. <laughs> That's a halo thing. Don't worry I haven't cut I it haven't. out. <laughs> no, I'm keeping all that in, including nice. you saying cut it out. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, plot synopsis. If you've seen the movie Avengers, you've basically seen League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. I'm not even kidding. They're, they're not, there's a nine-year difference between the two movies but the premise is pretty much the same the main difference is that instead of uh super uh comic book it's based off a comic book and superheroes it's based off a comic book but all the characters are also characters from the 18th from uh 1800s famous literary book characters all of them are either written during the 1800s or their stories take place during the 1800s so there's a book about Invisible Man? Uh, I think so, but Skinner is not the, inv- the original Invisible Man. Yeah, Skinner that said that himself. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like it's an altered history form of... Uh, There's a couple altered histories. the late Miss Harker... Wilhelmina. Wilhelmina. 
is very it, it's a very different I'll, you'll you say what happens and then i'll yeah yeah, yeah. We're talking um, about, okay never mind. I'll keep going so the film starts out in, in the year 1899 with these two separate terrorist attacks in two separate countries and in each of these the only thing that's pretty much the same is uh this masked terrorist villain is posing to be in a different uh from a different country like you know trying to start a world war yeah how nefarious uh so the movie really kind of begins with alan quartermain uh starts out in kenya this dude who's not really important but his name is solomon uh solomon solomon reed right or solomon kane his name's solomon and i thought that was really cool but his last name isn't important it was reed wasn't it It it's reeds it's reeds becomes back later yeah Yeah, he's like in three scenes though yeah i don't blame you um he comes in and he's like england needs you and quartermain just kind of replies like england needs to fuck off uh bar fight ensues quartermain's like all right i'm gonna head out goes to england (laughs) sorry i'm imagining someone just like editing out taking out contact you saying england needs to fuck off anyway that's like 90 percent of england's history anyways <laughs> quartermain arrives in london uh this mysterious benefactor named uh m like uh m is a monkey i guess uh he quartermain is designated the captain america of the league of extraordinary gentlemen and uh he meets some of the members of the crew including captain nemo who, if anyone cares, is the Iron Man uh, of this group. Can you say what story he's from? Uh, Captain Nemo? Yeah. 20,000 uh, 20, Leagues Under the Sea? Yeah. Uh, Wilhelmina Harker, a vampire chemist. Spoilers. Uh, BJ Skinner, who is an invisible gentleman thief. Uh, Rodney Skinner. Uh, Rodney? It's Rodney Skinner. Okay. Rodney Skinner, gentleman, invisible gentleman thief. By the way, uh, quick pause. Don't forget about the legendary Tom Sawyer. Oh, not yet. Not yet. Okay. They get some extra files and then they uh, oh, yeah. go They go off to meet Dorian Gray, as you do. Uh, they all have a little bit of an exposition-y chat. Uh, they're all playing coy. And then the bad guys show up and they have a gunfight. Tom Sawyer was disguised as a bad guy and he comes to stop, or, you know, he stops everything after the after all that ends, he's like, oh, I'm a part of the Secret Service. And uh, Quartermain's like, we have to make a pit stop to go to Paris. And then we're off to Venice. It's Sean, it's Sean Connery. That's a really good impression, actually. Thank you! Mm. He just kind of talks like he doesn't move his, his jaw a lot, a lot and he's Scottish. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know why I'm so high energy. Uh, so they do make a pit stop in Paris, and they go pick up a certain doctor... And, and maybe a mister. A doctor and a mister. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Oh, right. Yeah. It's the same dude, but you yeah. Know. Uh, and then they go off to Venice because that's what they were tasked to do earlier by M. Uh, apparently, all the world leaders are meeting in Venice very secretly to try and uh, prevent a world war. It's not, I'm, I can't remember if it's implied like, oh, they're gonna, they're plotting on how to like defeat this mysterious. I think I don't remember. It literally is. I think isn't. I, I don't know if that was the thing, but I, the only important part was that uh, they're in Venice. They're in yeah, Venice, and the the masked dude was gonna, yeah, planning to kill oh, them. I guess. By the way, for uh, just so you can imagine, 
when I when we say this dude is masked, he's literally wearing like a silver phantom of the opera mask. And if you're thinking, oh man, what's his name? Is it like, is it literally like opera? Close. It's phantom with an F. With a an very F. stylish yep. F, I will say. I I hate it. I was like, is this really the phantom of the opera phantom? Like why? In fact, actually, the first time we saw the mask, I started like singing it in like the Phantom of the Opera song, and I'd <laughs> forgotten that his name was Phantom. And Hector gave me a look. <sighs> Anyways, going. they go to Venice. They're like, uh, all of them like get out of the ship because they were traveling in Nemo's submarine, and they're all like, hmm, how do we stop the bombing? How do we figure it out? And then Venice like starts exploding, and they're like, oh shit, chaos happens. Late. They stop the bombing by bo- blowing up one more building that stops at the Cascade. Everybody, uh, since ca- leaving Paris and getting to Venice, they've not trusted each other, but for no reason. Yes, I'm salty about it. And they all just decide to pin the blame on Skinner, which is pretty much useless because the next scene, uh, we find out it was Dorian Gray who like, took all of their special abilities uh blood from Wilhelmina skin from Skinner etc etc not fully important like the details but he does that uh they uh turns out the guy who hired them all along M M stands for Moriarty oh no we've had no reference of it being yeah of Sherlock Holmes or existing but go off yeah um so the, they tried to follow after Dorian and Moriarty. Uh, Skinner has hidden on the vessel and he's sending them coordinates somehow. Morse code. Oh, oh yeah, it's Morse code. Uh, they follow him to basically Russia. I don't know if they say it's Russia, but it's Russia. Mongolia. Uh, oh, it's Mong... Okay. I miss that. Good eye, Ed. Yeah, good eye. All right. Uh, there is a bad factory uh, where M is building the weapons to start World War I. Because that, that's his big plan, big surprise. And uh, he's also using the scientists there to recreate the special stuff that makes the League very special. OCs, do not steal. <laughs> oh, geez, that is like a, t- a double-layered pun. Yeah. Anyways, um, Nemo and Hyde go to and save the scientists. Skinner and Tom kill all the henchmen. Wilhelmina kills Dorian. M is killed by Sawyer, who got some shooting lessons and some fatherly bonding by Quartermain, and then Quartermain succumbs to his wounds from his fight with M. Or the film ends in back in Kenya at Quartermain's funeral, and as the League leaves, it is implied that Quartermain will come back to life because, and I quote, Africa will not let him die. Because of a shaman. Yeah. Uh, and the shaman like, was doing rituals and stuff. Well, yeah. It, apparently in his backstory, like he saved a shaman's life. He he explains this at Dorian's place, but he's like, uh, I saved a shaman. The shamans told me that Africa will not let me die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Dorian's like, but we're not in Africa. <laughs> a giga white savior. Anyway. <laughs> uh can I go first? If you want to go first, if you want to keep rambling, go ahead. I do. I like rambling. Rambling's fun. It is. Okay, so what I liked about this movie, honestly, I, I just like the movie. Like, I I know it's bad, and I, I'm saying I like this movie not just because it's, like, a bad movie, but it's just a movie I enjoy. It's, like, comfort food. It's, like, grilled cheese on a rainy day, you know? Uh, I just, something about it I vibe with. I also love the cheesiness, I'm not gonna lie. There are some lines, especially Dorian's, 
Dorian reads like a like a 2003 year old or 2003 uh, edgy emo girl you know like all of his quotes every quote he says it in the most edgy way he say it like how a 2003 emo girl would want him to say it too like he looks like yeah yeah and his haircut too i will say he's supposed to be extremely uh beautiful in the novella he's from yes i mean i'm not saying he looks bad i'm just saying no but like they they didn't have to go as hard as they did yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah they did it he just seems like a very I mean, it makes sense for the No, story. it makes complete and total sense. I'm not saying yeah. it's bad. It's just like, it's man, they of, went hard. It's full of his own shit is what it is. Speaking of Dorian, I also appreciated the fact that uh, despite the fact that we see Dorian shirtless many times throughout the movie, uh, they didn't try and like super muscularize him by like having him work out to oblivion and dehydrate himself. Like what happens a lot in movies, especially nowadays. Like uh, Henry Cavill, he said like he could smell water after filming that one scene from The Witcher because he'd been dehydrating himself for three days. Yeah. Not cool. No, there's a lot of stories I've heard about that. Yeah. I'm not a fan of the practice. It was nice that they could, we could just appreciate Dorian's body without having like that kind of bullshit. What did you say, Ed? Smelling water is like a feat that I have not been able to do. I don't think you have want you de- to. Have you dehydrated yourself for three days straight? No. I'm pretty I mean, sure that's I can smell water when it's, like near, when it's like nearby, but I wonder if you could smell water from like a room. Yeah, I think it was like a dehydrate, like a survival mode thing. Like, here's water, drink it now, kind of thing. <laughs> I didn't hate that. Coming into this, like having to rewatch it after not having seen it after a while, I was expecting to hate Tom Sawyer, and I actually didn't hate his character as much as I was expecting. I do want to fix it, but it, it wasn't terrible, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, I also, I, I have enjoyed the fact that it feels like an Avengers ripoff, despite being made nine years earlier. Like, I'm not even kidding. I think Avengers came in like out in 2012, right? Around, yeah. Because I was in middle school. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, this movie came out in 2003. Hence why Dorian sounds like a 2003 email girl, but that's beside the point. It's basically the same thing except Nick Fury is Loki at the same time. Yeah. My next, like, uh, in the scene with Venice where Quartermain is confronting Phantom and he's like, was that the part where he revealed that M is Moriarty? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So during this scene, it's very dramatic. At least on Quartermain's part, he's like, he's like, following phantom through the through this like beautiful garden and he's very determined and stoic phantom is doing what he can to not be hidden but the camera the way that the camera follows him he's like prancing through the garden like he's playing hide like uh hide and go seek with quartermain and (laughs) it just gives such a weird vibe because like they would have gotten a much better effect had they not shown him like trying to hide from Quartermain, but I appreciated the effort. It kind of had the opposite effect, though. Yeah. Um, my last like that I noted was uh, I, I enjoyed the conversations between Jekyll and Hyde through the reflections. I thought that was really cool. Wait a minute, didn't the original Hulk do that? Like the two thousand three version? I haven't seen it, but Ed, have you seen it? Um, 
The original Hulk? Like... 2003. Which one? Only. Eric Bana yeah, or Edward Norton? No, before. 2003. So Eric Bana one. I guess. It had on... Yeah, the one... Yeah. The very first one. Yes. Yes, that's Eric Bana. I don't remember that one too much. Okay, because <laughs> I was going to say, like, I remember hearing stuff about, like, the Hulk being in Reflections too, but it's the same year, so it's not like it's the same, like... Yeah. I think... It might, it might be that one, uh, the Norton one, I erased from my memory. <laughs> the thing, I'm wondering if they both, t- I know they're both com. I know. Yeah, Leak, Leak was originally a comic. Book. I'm wondering if that was just like a direct comic thing and it was just the same idea. I mean, that- yeah, it's just like a really interesting, I don't know, I like that. Yeah, I'm just, it's just weird to th- think that like a lot of people do that one. Yeah. Okay, my dislikes. As much Actually, as I love it. Oh. Quick interruption, but. uh. Green Goblin in the Sam Raimi Spider-Man does that. Yes! Is that what you were thinking of? Maybe. Okay. Yeah. That was it. Mystery solved. Thank you, Ed. Yeah. Okay. My dislikes. Despite it being... I I know I just said it in my likes. It is a little too cheesy at times. I will say that. Can you give me an example of one scene that you found too cheesy? Um... I knew I, I would get to nail you one last time. Oh yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. Uh, I would also, I would like to also submit to the uh, jury the phantom prancing through the garden while Quartermain is chasing after him. Somebody said it like tiptoe through the tulips. <laughs> Let's see. The exposition, the exposition is super clunky in some parts, and then it feels like it's missing in others. What's it missing? Like, I didn't remember that. I knew they were going to Dorian Gray's, but, like, my brain glossed over the fact that Quartermain had the files. It was just, like, I almost, yeah, like, we they left the building. I'm like, wait, but how does he know where to go? Oh, right. He apparently grabbed those files. I forgot about that. Yeah, that's fair. I don't know. There were just some things where it's, like, super exposition dump. And then there were some other things where there was, like, blink and you'll miss it. Mm. I, could have been more evenly spread i guess oh yeah that's a fair point um tom sawyer does not act like his namesake oh yeah no that first that was weird that yeah because like in in the original book i did have to read it he's like like you know if you've read tom sawyer he's known for being mischievous he's known for being like a prankster very charismatic uh very imaginative and in this version his personality is man with gun he do a flirt. He's the son character to Quartermain's father figure. He's also very uh, cocky. Yes. He's very. Uh... That part is uh, in line with Tom Sawyer, but not okay. enough. Not enough. Okay. Not enough. I wanted something with the white picket fence. I know, right? Me. <laughs> <laughs> Even just like a like he looks at a fence. He's he maybe he just makes a reference to it. I don't know. Okay. I wrote this. This is a quote. 90% of the CGI is done in darkness, if that tells you anything. Like, a lot of the CGI is not great. Because this came out around the time of Lord of the Rings, and uh, I use that as a pretty good marker of, like, what good CG looks like, at least, like, in that era. And, like, there's a part where this dude... I think it's actually Solomon Reed 
uh, he takes a, a mock-up of Hyde's potion and he chugs it like a five-hour energy. You're not supposed to chug it like a five-hour energy. And you're not supposed to chug a five-hour energy. Besides the point. I don't, I don't, is that Reed? It wasn't Reed, it was some other dude. No, oh, Reed was, was the invisible man. Oh, Reed, Reed was the invisible Reed, guy. Yeah. Okay, so some other guy, he chugs it like a five-hour energy and he becomes like a super Hyde and he looks really bad. He I looks loved, really I mean, bad. I loved how bad it looked. Yeah. He, I, I, I like, said he that, wasn't supposed to look human. I think they used that to their advantage. But yeah, it was not good. If anyone has seen the live action Scooby-Doo movie, um, and if you haven't, spoilers, I'm sorry, but uh, he looks like Scrappy-Doo at the very end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Quick side note there. Uh, usually making CGI in the dark is a good decision to kind of hide when things don't look quite right. But yeah, everything. That's when you when you do it, you do it when things don't look right. This is a, everything was kind of in darkness for the CGI. And even then, like despite it being in the darkness, it still didn't look right a lot yeah, of the time. It, yeah. And again, I say this as a person who deeply enjoys this movie. Um, but yeah. There was a couple other things. Oh, the bombs, I think those were point already made. My least fart, my least fart, my least favorite part of any kind of like mashup, like uh, I could give off like a team book. up, like any kind of team up thing, whether it's like, oh, Jimmy Neutron, uh, Timmy Turner Power Hour. Holy shit. Uh, ben 10 Generator Rex team up. I the was, Avengers. I already grew out of it by that point. Go on, sorry. <laughs> uh, you know, stuff like that. Uh, my least favorite part in any of these things in this genre is the I don't trust anyone else. They're the betrayer phase because it always happens. And most of the time, most of the time, there's no reason for it. It's a good thing you never saw the original cuts, uh, cut of Justice, the Whedon cut of Justice League, because he does it for. Li- it, it literally makes no sense why they do it. And then you see like crazy. And then you see the Snyder kind of like, oh wait, they're not fighting in this scene. Oh yeah, yeah. Anyway, sorry, I just realized I was just thinking about that because I was like, I think the worst offender. Like I didn't mind it too much in Avengers because their personalities clashed enough. Well, actually, that's actually what I. It's what I noted later on. Part of it was their personalities clashing, but then there's also like uh, implication that it's Loki just using a little bit of manipulator magic to just push it over the edge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But okay, back to back to what I actually wrote. This film is no exception. Like between when they get to Paris to when they get to Venice, nobody trusts each other except for maybe Quartermain and Nemo, who are like Insta Bros. But other than that, nobody trusts each other for no reason. They don't know that there's a traitor on the boat. They just think Skinner's a perv and that's enough for them to all immediately turn on him. It's just like super overblown for no reason. Yeah. Okay, my last one is a little bit of a nitpick. Most of the characters are British. I, I would have liked a little bit more variety in their accents. Like maybe have Wilhelmina not be British. Maybe have her be like, I don't know, actually Romanian or something. That would have been interesting. She's British though. Oh. No, no, like, okay. Can I jump in for this one? Okay. Sorry, I, I've read Dracula. I actually do like Dracula. Um, I need to read Dracula. I read Dracula like when I was a kid. 
Um, uh, Wilhelm is British. She's the uh, Jonathan Harker's. She's Jonathan Harker's wife. I know that. Yeah. Uh, he's he came to visit from Britain, so it it made yeah no that actually was like one of the few ones where it, I agree with you one hundred percent, but like yeah that one especially was like ugh. It most of the film is you know God save the Queen kind of bullshit. It's all about England. Yeah, most of the characters do come from England. Like I said, I just like I don't know. I would have liked some variation, maybe like a an iteration like where the Harkers weren't explicitly from England, but they were from somewhere else. You know? Yeah. I did appreciate um, Tom and Nemo having different accents. And I did like that Nemo, they made Nemo uh, Indian. I've never seen that take before. I don't know if that's canon in the original story. I don't think it is. I don't remember. I haven't read it. But, I haven't read it. Yeah. No, I was actually really surprised by that. Yeah, it was, there was some... That was the only real variety but with race, but yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> it was there's, the biggest. There was zero diversity other than Nemo. It was super white. There's two black dudes and both of them in some way serve Quartermain. Yeah. And need I remind you the beginning and the end of the movie take place in Africa. Big yikes. Oh, there's only two black. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wait, no, there was a bunch of... uh... There's a bunch of like background characters who are like... Yeah, yeah. But like, you know. 2003, what can you do? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, so my fixes. My main fixes are going to be readjusting the league so that they're a little bit more like their fantasy or their literary counterparts. And by the league, I mean three particular characters or two, depending on your perspective. Uh, as I said earlier, Tom is famous for being a very wily, charismatic troublemaker. He's reckless. He's curious. He's mischievous. Yeah, the Tom in this movie is a flirt and fires a gun. That's his personality. So I just thought, what if the Secret Service didn't, like, try and... What if they didn't take the kind of prankster out of him? What if he's still kind of, you know, still a little mischievous at heart? Like He uses guerrilla warfare? What? He uses guerrilla warfare, basically? Yeah, yeah. Actually, the, the best example I had of it in my mind was when he and Quartermain are driving throughout Paris, or like they're running in Paris, they're trying to find Hyde. Tom is still a sh- terrible shot at the beginning of the movie, and Quartermain is like trying to like use his gun to like compensate for Tom's mistakes, but it's Tom eventually who gets the, the jump on Hyde by shouting out things like, Oh man, don't let him go to the docks. Those poor orphans and the rich widows too. Oh, and the fancy snacks. Don't let him get there. Oh, that's like a legit thing with the white fence. Exactly. God damn, that's that's what he's known for. So so like hide, you know, like there's snacks, orphans to torment and widows to steal from. Boy, count me in. And then he gets there and they throw the net on him or whatever. Yeah. All right. One character down, Dr. Jekyll. Dr. Jekyll, in his original book, I listened to the audiobook, he's described as being older and larger than Hyde. He's, uh, he's depicted as being a very respectable man and very intelligent. I don't think the actor who played him, despite doing a really good job, I don't think he fit Dr. Jekyll in appearance, like as okay. a representation. Yeah. Hear me out. Keep the actor, switch the character, 
Hyde is described as being smaller, younger, and uh, quoting from the book Nightmarish in comparison, uh, he's like a gremlin of a human. Just, just switch him out. Have, uh, have, oh geez, now I'm getting mixed up. Have Jekyll be like an older, maybe portlier dude. And then Hyde is like a, a gremlin, but he's played by the same actor who played Jekyll in the original version. Okay. Does that make sense? So you, he just make the wilier, smaller instead man. Of making, instead of making him big and muscly like the, the Hulk, keep his super strength and like all the other stuff, but just smaller. He's more compact. In fact, make him, to put it in more like D&D friendly terms, he's dex based instead of strength based. Okay. okay. You follow? Yeah. So like when they, when they rope hide, uh, Hyde jumps from the roof. He lands in this big, disconcerting crater compared to the rest of the man. And then they they net him, and they're like, oh, the movie can play off as normal. I don't want to say like the actor for uh, Jekyll in the original was bad, so you know maybe CGI him to make make him look more sinister, I guess, more nightmarish. In you just do makeup. I mean, they just do makeup, but yeah, yeah just... prosthetics, little things. Yeah, prosthet- they did that with. Uh hide yeah well it's more like i know the the actor isn't going to listen to it but i don't want to hear like i don't want him to hear like oh hide's ugly make him look like hot make him play hide instead you know no i get what you're saying he was he has the right frame for what you're going for yeah the vibe he's got the aesthetic kind of yeah no i i get it okay cool uh I would take out the bit about Skinner trying to steal the for- steal something from Quartermain because that just seems like a really weird thing. I would also take out the bit later on in the movie uh, when they're in Mongolia and not having Goose Wilhelmina. That's not- Goose? When you grab somebody's butt and they're not expecting. Oh, oh, oh. I didn't know that was a term. Skinner <laughs> Goose Wilhelmina, yeah. Yeah, first off- he would know better. She's a vampire. Just because she, she can't see him doesn't know, but... mean she doesn't like smell his blood or whatever. Two, uh, sexual assault isn't funny. This is 2021, not 2003. I mean, it's only 2003. I mean, doesn't mean we can't I, I'm expect not it's ba- Yeah, I mean, if you were changing it, yeah, I get this it. Is, yeah, just, this is my change. Fair enough. It's just more like... I don't know. He can like box somebody's ears or flick him the nose. Some Three Stooges shit. What if he tries to and then Wilhelmina stops him? Yeah. Uh-huh. That'd also be rad. Because that way you keep the character. That way you can keep that flaw of his without, don't yeah. without like making it a joke like that. Yeah, it, it keeps know. Skinner's little uh, hedonistic personality. I'd say. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's a good word. Okay. I learned it from Loki. <laughs> um, I love how all the other League members, Sans, Tom, and Quartermain, don't have anything to go along with their backstories. Oh, sorry. Did I say love? I mean, I think that's really weird and a plot hole. And we're going to fix it, like, <laughs> right now. You're telling me that Quartermain doesn't have anything, any kind of supernatural abilities from his adventures? Nothing at all in this canon. Oh, wait. Africa won't let him die. If you look at his literary source, slash, if you looked at Wikipedia like I did, uh, his first adventure is The Minds of Solomon. And there's also the reference of uh, him saving the shaman's life. So really you have like two opportunities. You can either go with some kind of like 
talisman or totem that the shaman gave him that prevents his death or resurrects him. I don't know, it's really vague. Hordemain hasn't figured it out. He's really bad at dying, though. And then uh, you could alternatively use a coin from the minds of Solomon, who is famed to be one of the wisest people in the world. Maybe that's augmented Quartermain just enough so that he's always got that nugget of wisdom, exposition, dadsplanation, whatever needs to be said for plot reasons. And being an excellent shot. And being an excellent shot. Who knows? I kind of like that he's the regular man out of the crew. But there's two regular men. There's Tom and Quartermain. Yeah, but Tom's the young, the young inexperienced one while Quartermain's the experienced one. It was a passing of the torch situation for what was supposed to be a franchise. I'm not my my purpose isn't to like unmake him in being an everyman. My purpose in this is to it seems like Dorian Dorian was able to take something from everybody else, but like there's nothing to take from Quartermain. I did I did like Talisman, I'll give you that. Mm-hmm. For me, it's more like an implication. I'm trying to go more on the implication side. Okay. And later on, let's say there was a talisman. When Quartermain dies, what does he not have on him? His get out of jail free, get out of dead free card. Yeah. Talisman. That's what, yeah, that makes sense. That's, in my mind, it's implied that because he didn't have it, he didn't have whatever the, the Michael's secret stuff that kept him alive. Okay, I, I dig that one. Uh, I didn't have something for this. Maybe we can all kind of just brainstorm together and after this I'm done. But uh, I didn't like the fact that nobody, nobody trusts each other for I mean, no good reason. Some of them trusted each other. Some of them trusted each other. As I said, Nemo and Quartermain are like insta bros. Dorian and uh, oh, they, Wilhelmina. They like each other a little too much. <laughs> uh, hey uh, But like... Other than that, they're all a little shifty. Like, it makes sense that they might not trust Hyde and Jekyll, but, like, I don't know. I'll be honest. I mean, it, it, they, it, they sh- it shows that they don't trust Hyde and Jekyll. Like, yeah, no, that was... Him. And then, yeah. yeah, I don't like how they all jumped on the bandwagon of, oh, fuck Skinner kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe early in the movie show that he's a bit he, he calls himself a thief like maybe like show a, a little bit that he's like thief. he's a gentleman thief but i don't know like maybe just show that he like somehow was able to pull one of tom sawyer's pistols and he's just like this is a nice gun and he's like how did you get that off me and then he just says again i'm a gentleman thief keep him super cocky and stuff slap on the hey, butt bo- uh, bo- oh no Bonus points if he steals the gun off Tom Sawyer and he's not, he is wearing makeup and his That's what I was about to say. Uh, oh, and he, he is wearing the makeup? He is yeah, like he's super that good. Visible. He doesn't need the invisibility. That would definitely make him a lot more mistrustful. That's yeah, a good one. And, and just like, yeah, just like every now and again as they're traveling, they're like, where the fuck is this? Quartermain's just, where, where are all my glasses? Oh, <laughs> you need these, bruv. And it's, just, it's, they're just hovering in midair like, Oh, these yours? <laughs> I can't see out of them. <laughs> you need a new prescription, yeah. mate. That's Australian. I know. That, that's that's kind of like a thing to make them more distrust. Him. Yeah. 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 No, I think Ed just. Yeah. No, it out I, I like that. I like that a lot. I'm not even gonna try. <laughs> Ed just knocked it. 
know, it, usually with things of like being too sudden, you can fix by just adding smaller little things in the previous and like in the past. Yeah. That don't don't all- and they don't need to be obvious. Like and they don't even need to call they don't really need to call back to them. They they, they can just like naturally progress through it. Like he's been doing all this stuff and they're like, "Wait, pretty sure Skinner's stealing all of these." Cuz you could e- <laughs> you could even have uh I know now with my edits we have two jokesters on on the boat, but maybe that works in our advantage cuz Tom, I think, would really get a kick out of Skinner. Yeah, the two of them, like, oh, these two the banter jokes. Yeah, the the banter, the mischief. I think (laughs) part of the problem is it's one short runtime too. A lot of cast. Yeah, because it wasn't well balanced. Yeah, no, I remember seeing this video where uh, some lady who goes by Red talks about like the rule of three, where it's like when it comes to adventures like when party members the best group the best amount of group most of the time is three people because that way they all have a chance to bounce off each other separate like a to b b to a a to c b to c in this one no yeah there's like six yeah oh yeah there's like six six or five six or five but it's a little it's a little much and with a short film yeah it's like it's not even two hours it's just a little under yeah I was counting and I totally forgot about Nemo for way too long. Nemo's like best char- one of the best characters though. I really like I Nemo. I'm not going to use a gun. Use a gun one in like one scene and then throws it away. I don't know. It's just <laughs> funny. I follow a different path. <laughs> Does three flips. Nemo's cool as shit. He is. Anyways, I'm done now. Uh, can I go? Sure. All right. I'll go last. Okay. So my likes. Uh... I thought the acting was pretty solid for the most part. Feel like it's it's so cheesy. Like the way, I can't blame. Like they have to deliver all these weird lines. I don't, you know, they do a good job. I thought the more practical effects were cool. Like the hide transformation was really fun. Like the oh, the, cam did you like, like the shaky? Like, oh, I actually loved. The, I like, loved cam, it. Janky cam. <laughs> I actually did love it. It was so cheesy. Ed's looking at me like, what the heck? Like. <laughs> Ew. He looks so disappointed. He looks disgusted. Ed, did you not like the high transformation? I mean, it got the effect across of what they were trying to do. I just didn't like how the the way that they did it. Like, it worked for what they wanted. I personally didn't like how they did it. The um, I did like the transfer, like the full hide. Yeah. Like Doc, Mr. Hyde. I did like the look. Like it was kind of fun. Yeah, like I, yeah. I liked I liked him. Just like my, my main problem is that it it's okay the first time that he shrinks and the first time that he transforms. But then like it's way too long in general. The transformation and then they do it the, the second time. It was yeah. even better the second time. <laughs> it's it's even worse the second time. No, it's it, too it long. It flashes between Jekyll and Murder Hyde behind them. Oh, I called him Giga Hyde. Oh, that's a good one. Giga. No, I I, I, I embraced that cheese hard. It was fun. Um, also, I thought the movie idea was kind of fun. I know it's based off comic. I haven't read the comic, but uh, it was fun. I, I don't know, the whole idea of like, Hey, literally here, literal literary heroes working together, <laughs> and you mess around some history, like the fa- or some stories, like you know Wilhelmina being 
spoilers for Dracula, I guess. They literally kill Dracula and stop her from be- turning into a vampire with like down to the last minute. But with this, it's implied that nope, it didn't work. Whoops. <laughs> and like it, it was cool. Okay, now my dislikes. Oh no. <laughs> the CGI was like wonky at best. 2003. I it, 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 cut it, him I, some I, slack. Lord the the Lord of the Rings came out around the same time. No, I know. I'm trying to cut it some yeah, slack, but, but like how much of a budget could have, the Lord of the Rings has. Here's my issue with it. You could have just done another uh, how do you say it? Practical effects. Huh? Like, yeah, like with the Nautilus. You just use a mini and use good camera angles like they like did Star Wars and Star Wars. It's been done before. It's not that expensive. Blade Runner also. Huh? Blade Runner also did that very well. I with minis. I'm, I'm sure it did. I don't I don't remember it. It's been a while since I've seen Blade Runner. But yeah, stuff like that. The only good fight scene that we could actually make out what the fuck was ha- like at one point, ask Ruthie. I was telling Ruthie, like, man, this fight scene seems cool. I wish I could understand what's going on. The only one that actually made sense was the Hyde versus Giga Hyde. I guess this is like my other big one, and it's going to lead to my big, big fix. Some of the characters or references felt more like an, oh, hey, like a wink, than actually fitting the fucking story. I know who you're <laughs> talking about. Fucking M is Moriarty. Wow. I, oh, I, of Moriarty, of course. Wait, what was the hint? I survived Ravenbach fall. Okay, but you didn't mention anything like that beforehand. There's literally no reference. I just had inspiration for that, like while you were talking about your early likes. Hypothetically, let, let, let me present to you. What if he doesn't call himself M? What if he just says, I'm Sherlock Holmes. I survived when I killed Moriarty. Ha ha ha. And then it's like, oh, you're too evil. You haven't done enough cocaine. You're definitely not. Hey, sure. guys. Do you want to know why he's called M? Because he's Moriarty. <gasps> no. It's not because he's fucking Moriarty. <sighs> he's British reference? Secret Service. M. James Bond. Come on. I've only seen like one movie. I haven't seen any Bond movie to completion. I'm no wonder Austin you guys though. hate that shit and I thought it was kind of okay. No, no, that's Because not it what makes sense with that's James Bond's Secret Service. M. Is always the one who's get like he's the leader of the MI6. Basically. No, I got that. I got that part. The part that I hate is the Moriarty part. So? I hate the Moriarty twist because there's no reference to him being Moriarty or there's no hints. Okay, I that's mean, my it, that's my issue with it. It's M. It, it, I got the M. I did get the M. I just I wasn't a fan of the M in this case being Moriarty. I don't have a problem with it just because it's a James Bond reference. Well, I'm going to fix it. <laughs> How? Just even, okay, even somewhere in the movie, I don't know who literally calls uh, Quartermain Q another code name in James Bond. James Bond was a, was a book series before movies, right? I liked it. I liked that it was M. Also, it doesn't help that I didn't know who Moriarty really was. <laughs> oh, okay. See, no, I, I'm a huge Sherlock Holmes fan, so like that's why I'm a yeah, little but like, salty. I, 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 I recognize, I recognize the name, and I made the connection of M and Moriarty being a little, you know, oh, the they nose. can't, they can't, they can't see me yet. Put my finger on my nose. It was a little there, but 
I like the M enough. James Bond thing. Moriarty, you know. Yeah. Kind of cheesy. But it does fit the so <laughs> yeah. It's the right brand. Also, like it feels like he just stages a big issue, like, oh, I'm M. I'm more I'm M actually. I'm not Phantom. I'm M. It's like a triple reveal. It, like I'm M. Oh, I'm just gonna tell you this just to gloat and then also to get the bomb ready. Okay, why not just set up the bomb ahead of time? They weren't looking for it. Yeah. Because he's a James um, Bond villain. It okay, I guess if you do see it as a James Bond film. But the problem is, when does James Bond turn to a giant hulking monster? I haven't seen No Time to Die. I haven't <laughs> No, I'm I'm saying I'm saying M is literally just a James Bond film. I get that, dude. Wait, holy kidding. shit. The bond goes deeper. Sean Connery's in the film. Oh fuck. He is one of the actors he, who has played Bond. He's the original. I know, bond. I know, I know. I'm just saying also, that. Fun fact: this is the last movie that Sean Connery ever did. It frustrated him so much he retired. Don't blame him. <laughs> anyway, I don't hate this movie. It's just like anyway, anyway, anyway. Sorry. So he keeps checking in, you know, so I'm like, okay, here's a one way to fix this. This is a small fix. You know, what if instead he's like, actually, there's a way between, there's a difference between like being a smart gloating genius and also just being a stupid like genius. Like you don't have to gloat. You can just win and just point like cut to like, maybe he just, it explodes all of a sudden. And then you just cut to before I kill you, Mr. Bond at that trope, nine times out of 10, that trope drives me a little mad. Just like, mm. just, just do it, just finish it. Polonazimindius, oh, I did this 15 minutes ago. Like, just something like, anyway. So, he, he maybe it just cuts to, like, him. You start to see, uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Let me go back. Let me go back. We're going to go way back to the beginning. Alan is talking to the side, the guy who's visiting him in... Solomon. Sol, not Solomon. Uh, Reed. Reed. Yep. Reed is there in uh, Africa with him, and he's to, he's like, hey, the same thing, like, why don't you care for the queen? Oh, I don't care. You know, the, the hints they were already doing. And then, you know, Reed's like, hey, come on, do it for queen and country. And he's like, I don't care. And then he's like, yeah. And Reed's like, yeah, my boss doesn't really care for it either. He just, he thought it wouldn't work in either way. So you see a picture. So when they go visit M in his office, you see a picture of Ravenbach Falls in the background. You know, like it, you, when you go across the room, you see the Rimbuck Falls for a second. It's like, oh, nice painting. And then later, when it, you see the painting of Dorian Gray missing, it's like, oh, it's just this guy's being observed about paintings. Mm-hmm. Red herring. So when you see M, he's also just a haggard man. Like he just looks exhausted. He's like, he never sleeps. He's just, he doesn't care. He's like, I'm doing all this for England and they don't even care. You're not the first team I've sent out. You know, mm-hmm. you cut to on their way. Everything happens as it normally happens. You cut to uh, Tom talking with Alan about, hey, what happened to your son? He's like, yeah, so a bit more detail. Maybe you can even show some of it. I was like, yeah, I was working with my son and a Mr. Holmes. It was my son's first case. Um, Holmes is as good of a fighter as he was, because if you read the books, Holmes is like, a, Sherlock Holmes is like a fucking masterclass and everything. Oh, yeah. Um, he invented the term Gary Stu. He didn't. Yeah. But discombobulate. Like he, discombobulate. Yeah. Well, so, yeah. So it's like he fought off a lot. You know, we fought off a lot. He died. You know, he died. 
and then on my way on the way out my son also died and just leave it at that wait so, so hold up hold up i'm a little confused on that aspect because he said son-in-law right no his son his son he said son-in-law first no he said son no it's always been son and in the original stories again thanks wikipedia uh his son the way his son died uh he was a doctor and he got he was treating patients with malaria and then his son got malaria I don't know. That might be something to include. Maybe it's like some kind of too memory. late. Okay. I don't I'm know about sure. This. I'm sure he said son-in-law first, and then they only referred it to as his. his Ed, son never got I'm not trying to be rude, but can I keep going? I'm gonna lose steam. So maybe it was like, oh yeah, and we were being chased by a man, and then who I didn't see very well, and then Sherlock and him wrestled, and they both fell off the falls, mm-hmm. and then like his son got shot on the way out because he was they weren't paying too much attention or whatever mm-hmm. so you get a bit more info you go through a lot of the information about how let's say how to capture hide is being presented wrong like hey he, hide they're given false information like oh hide can be captured like this or this like through the net but like it nothing's working they finally use the net trick and it's a little longer but bear with me um, the reveal happened. They're all a little tired and exhausted from the fight. They go to Venice. They're barely working out. They barely make it through. He tries, Quartermain tries to capture, you know, Phantom. And then he's like, I know it's you, M. And then, you know, he takes it off. Like, I saw the way you walk. Like, maybe they have a distinct walk. Like, it's like more barely noticeable. The waterfall, he might have a limp. Exactly. Well, so they just, maybe just say they have, like, a, anyway. No, it's a good point, but you'll see. You'll see. So it's like, oh, and then M already expected this. He takes off the phantom stuff. And he's like, I f- I'm like, oh, I expected you to figure it out sooner. But he can't catch him. M still outsmarts. Dorian, by this point, Dorian's escaping. And you can kind of see, like, the camera following Dorian, almost stepping. Like, that's a weird angle. That's a weird way to shoot it, like, shaky cam. It's not. It's a point of view of Skinner hiding in. He reveals everything through SOS. He figures it out first you know, with the rest of everyone. By that point, maybe one of them finds, it's like, oh, he's dead. Like, oh, he has a bomb? And then everything explodes. They barely escape. They barely survive. Alan keeps going, you know, the whole rest of the movie happens the way um, until the reveal of, oh, it's Moriarty. He's like, Alan sees him. He's like, Mycroft, I'm sorry I couldn't make it to your brother's funeral. It's actually Mycroft, who again, his whole thing is like, I'm also tired of giving all the if it to England because... In the oh. stories, Mycroft is a government official. Mm-hmm. So hold up, is Mycroft like a, another Sherlock Holmes villain? He's Sherlock Holmes' older brother. Yep. Okay. It's he's he's just as smart as Sherlock, canonically. Everyone's as smart as Sherlock in that universe. Point being, except though, Watson. Well, in some depictions, uh, Mycroft is just a little bit smarter and just a little bit more smug, smug about it. Smug. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So. Okay. He's like, you said you were going to go. You know, like, oh, you said you were going to go. And then they, the, basically the movie plays out the way it plays out. My big twist was it, it's just the M is for Mycroft. Not Moriarty. Not Moriarty, because I thought it'd be, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. It's a little, like, it's a lesser known, I've never heard the name before kind of thing. Have you seen the second Sherlock Holmes movie with Robert Downey Jr.? I've only ever seen the Discombobulate one. Oh, that's the first one. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, the second, second one has. The second one has. I'm not Mycroft. a fan of Sherlock Holmes, really. Oh, okay. Stuff. 
enough. Fair enough. I, I know. I know. I know. Some of the stuff is good. Is cool. And honestly, I thought it would that kind of like skeeving, like cerebral kind of stuff would work for me, but it just doesn't for some reason. It Fair depends enough. on the iteration of Sherlock. I don't know. Each one has such a distinct, separate vibe. You have to kind of find the one that vibes. Legally, with you. they have to. I if, mean, yeah. Because if you if you get do the uh, if you make Sherlock happy and nice like he can be in the books you get sued by the uh conan doyle estate unless it's the great mouse detective that one's so different they let it fly <laughs> um you're telling me a mouse detective is different from sherlock holmes the original book i'm sorry just <laughs> any but point being though if you it's really a thing if you show sherlock holmes as a not anything positive you can still get sued even though he's open license now like or uh, like uh, create he's uh what's not open license what's the term for it wait so you uh, get sued for misrepresenting sherlock holmes no for no. accurately representing sherlock holmes because doyle is a salty bitch even in his grave not doyle his family oh i'm still going to say doyle is a salty bitch even in his grave see i feel bad he lost his son anyway uh, fun fact he was really into the occult by the end of his life trying to find a way to talk to his son not so fun fact sorry um <laughs> but yeah so was lincoln's wife for oh. the exact same reason. All, yeah. her, all of her children were dead. And then her husband. Yay! Oh, and that Man, Mrs. Lincoln, if... how was the play? Um, anyway. <laughs> what a terrible... Wow. I didn't yeah. know about that, about Lincoln's wife. As a Sherlock Holmes fan, I do like that. Thank you, thank you. I was hoping you would. Also, it seems like we're all learning stuff about each other. I didn't know Ed was a, not a Sherlock Holmes fan. I was going to say, my next pick, I might do the, the Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes, but I might have to make it the second one so we can see... Both? The second one's so good, though. It is. You can't. You can't. Both of them are so good? good. They're both really good. They're both. I mean, really I enjoyed good. the first one, but I just second one's arguably second one's with Moriarty. Because Moriarty in the oh no yeah the second one has Moriarty. That's my fixes. Oh, oh wait, there was one more. There was one more that annoyed me. <laughs> he had that raw line at the end, but like, hey, to Tom, like, hey, my sent this was my century. Son, may your century be yours. This next new century be yours. And then he dies. And then literally three minutes later, he's being resurrected. Way to kill off any fucking tension. How about instead you just use that to bring back his son? They're both graves are right next to each other. So it's like a life for a life. Bam, the son comes up. Mm -hmm. And now Tom has to teach his son what he learned. And then... That is good. I will say in my iteration, technically he couldn't have come back because Totem. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Also, whose idea was it to bring back the very old actor <laughs> to be an action hero again? Like that. <laughs> at least, at least, you know, mostly he's using a gun. Yeah, but he was running around in a few scenes. So it's like, uh... Liam Neeson. Uh... <laughs> yes, in Taken Three, where he had to do twenty ju- cuts to jump a fence. It was fourteen <laughs> cuts within three seconds to jump a fence. Oof. Yeah. Okay. Real talk. Uh, side tangent before Ed goes. I'm sorry. Uh, if we were to recast Sean Connery's role in, like, let's say that we're doing a remake of League of Extraordinary right Gentlemen. now, right now, today, who would you have play Quarterman? Nick Cage. <laughs> <laughs> Not a little too fast. Not a bad idea. I, I do like it. I I want my A list actors. You're I saying you're, uh, right, right. Sorry, because we all know Nick Cage is an S-list actor. True. <laughs> uh, the only person I could think of that would be really fun, uh, I would be interested in seeing Idris Elba 
playing Quartermain. I don't know. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. He did, he did a really good job in Suicide Squad. He still got it. Um, also, just to clarify to people who listen, I actually do really like Nick Cage, like unironically. No, we're all we're all Nick Cage fans. I've recently become an unironic Nick Cage fan. That started when I first saw Mandy. You That's still fair. need to see Raising Arizona, both of you. Yeah. Any, uh, Anyways. So who do you pick? Mm-hmm. Who would I pick? Is it, Elon, is it Idris Elba? It's a really good pick. Yeah, Idris Elba is really good. But is there, isn't there anybody older i know i was i was like is is elder idris old enough but like fuck it he's an actor he can play old and he also has like some salt and pepper in his yeah so like he's mm-hmm. he he's he's not saying he's old but like he can with the salt and pepper he can also pull it like off. with pacific rim like yeah he's he got play, the gravitas he's got, he plays mentors a lot i've been noticing yeah. this is a new thing Fucking Suicide Squad, man. That was you really know, funny. Yeah, I think Idris Elba is probably really good. Yeah, I think Idris Elba. I actually, if I could, I think Idris Elba over. You, you know, oh, but you know, you know what would be like one hundred percent confirmed if it was remake today. Who Tom mm-hmm. Sawyer would be? The young hot heartthrob. It would be Timothy Chalamet playing Tom Sawyer. It would. Wait, no, actually, because Tom Sawyer. Uh, I had to do the math. He'd have to be in like his thirties. And I would be a stickler for that. Robert Pattinson? <gasps> yes! Make him do another American accent. Fucking make it do the <laughs> devil all the time accent. Yes! Again. <laughs> the same voice. Delusions! Yeah. What? Yeah. Picket fans! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that almost sounds like a Bill Cosby, Ruthie. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> this Sorry. movie. It's not good. But I like it. Probably a little bit of nostalgia bias there, but because it was so cool when I was a kid watching the apparently only the second half immediately <laughs> after Venice. And yeah, like I, I, I did look up a whole bunch of people in the movie because I'm like, hmm, what's his, Gray? What's his name? Dorian Gray. Wait, you didn't know Dorian, Dorian Gray. Gray. I'm like, I'm like, that name. I know that fucking name. And then I read, I'm like, oh, yeah, I know about this. And then I didn't know about the Dracula lady. I thought she was just inserted. You got your classic Invisible Man. You got M from James Bond. <laughs> and he's looking at us like, look, he's, he's giving us his looks. hands around. Like, yeah, us. like hey, M from James Bond. Come on. I'm, I'm a powers kind of girl. And then apparently Jekyll and Hyde are like, they're, 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 they're the one person, right? Jekyll and Hyde. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's from a literary ocean. work. The Strange Case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then Tom Sawyer heard of him before. I didn't know who he was mostly, but yeah. I like, now that I, I see this when I'm older and I have more knowledge of things, it was pretty cool seeing this. I didn't know that it was like that. Most of the movies just, you know, you're a movie. There's nothing special about it for the most part. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, uh, one thing I think. Oh, let's jump to dislikes real quick. Oh no! What the fuck, Phantom? Like the the whole the whole thing. In sleep, he tricked me. Yeah. To plant um, some bombs. I don't know. <laughs> dialogue. Oof. For the <laughs> for the most part, like so bad. Ooh. You could tell, you could tell Sean Connery was like struggling with some of them. And I don't know how the Dorian Gray dude actor was able to play his character 
and not and like actually deliver them with a kind of like decent way my theory is that his trailer was just filled with uh evanescence cds and other various <laughs> punk of the day and that's all he would play yeah ah uh, you know i don't know you just like how because oh god oh skinner was definitely my favorite part of the movie <laughs> he's pretty funny uh could have been funnier tom, tom sawyer banter probably would have been cool with that um nemo very unremarkable for the entire film the dude who did the flips and fought with a sword uh, he he's literally the one that they uh like he's definitely the most forgettable in my opinion of yeah, like we have everybody in the least really because I, I, I he was my yeah. favorite yeah, I know, but I like, like, what what impact does he do other than provide transportation? He's real cool. Exactly. He has a, wicked, that's he has a wickedly that's all cool it is. fight. He provides transportation. That's and he fights it. well. Yeah, I mean, he, yeah, but like, so sword. does everybody else. He has sword. Yeah. He do flips. He do flip. He do many flip. Yeah. Nemo was the most unremarkable of them all. And, you know, the whole distrusting stuff, could have been so good because first of all i think uh quartermain i don't know how he is in his literally work but uh phantom m was trying to get him pissed off when he's running when he's prancing through the garden (laughs) he was trying to like pick at his brain get him angry you know but he doesn't but i think he should i think first of all quartermain should be pretty angry and wanting revenge for the majority of this film, especially after the, he blows up the house in Kenya with a bunch of his friends. He's so nonchalant about it. Or he should have been, like, pissed off or something. I don't know. Because then, so you have him being fucking pissed off, wanting revenge. You have Dorian Gray being a smug piece of shit. You have the vampire lady, you know, being a vampire. And you got Sawyer and Skinner bouncing off each other, being scumbags. And you got Hyde and Jekyll, who just, he's a creep. You ha- And then you have Nemo, who's worshipping the god of death. There's so much there to just, mm-hmm. like, have natural conflict instead of this weird fucking, uh, like, just, like, we need conflict kind of thing. Skinner's the traitor kind of shit. That kind of conflict would be nice. Like, I don't know. Avengers, they did that what very well. How would you... Any you'd focus more on, I guess. Yeah, how would you spark it? Because like the the cat, how would I spark all the, it? The, the ingredients are all there. It just needs like. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not Kevin Feige though, <laughs> or like I'm not a good director. I don't know what the catalyst would be. Maybe it would be, I don't know. Like Quartermain's trying to teach Sawyer something, and Sawyer has a witty comeback, and Quartermain doesn't really like that, and he just kind of like gets angry, storms off. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know, Dorian Gray has a problem or, or Vampire Lady has a problem with Nemo worshipping the god of death since they're basically undead. Oh, that's good. I didn't even think about yeah. that angle. I mean, even in the in the movie itself, like Vampire Lady made a thing. It's like, are you sure we want somebody worshipping the god of death to be on our crew? And then it's ignored. Yeah. <laughs> but Ruth, you had a thing? Yeah, I had an epiphany. Um, 
Moriarty didn't want them to see that succeed in the first place. What if he's like feeding them all lies about, or like, you know, he's feeding them misinformation. So when there's fuck ups or when there's any kind of like, oh, yeah, he's creating oh, the bombs are already person. there. Oh, that's good. Like he lied on the yeah. paperwork for some well, of them. Yeah, like in their file, in their file. I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't like that there was lies in the paperwork. I, I thought that's where you're going, but I don't like that. I I would put it more as just like they, they kind of got to Venice too late, right? Maybe they start blaming each other just because of that. But that's just Moriarty being a step ahead. That wasn't his intended consequences, but it still works on his on his side, kind of thing. Or maybe, you know, Moriarty's a fucking genius. He knew it would happen. I, I, I like it more to just be, instead of Ares from Wonder Woman, just like actually have it more organic kind of development and traitors. Because you have a lot of time in the submarine with just the characters interacting. There could be a bunch of conflict there at the first trip to Venice, then more conflict, and then Skinner disappears after Venice. Or, or like... Or, you know, they get betrayed by Dorian Gray. And then they're like, damn it, where the hell is Skinner? I bet he's on his side, too. And That's maybe good. with Skinner with the Mor- Morse code is like, sorry, guys. Kind of had to vanish because I got some suspicions. You're all good. This guy isn't. Kind of stuff. I don't know. Honestly, yeah, that is probably the only thing. CGI sucked. But, you know. It was worse than Jurassic Park, which is crazy. <laughs> well, there are a lot of movies that the CGI is worse than Jurassic Park. Even nowadays. Even Jiu yeah. Jitsu. <laughs> you yeah. shut up. That movie's a masterpiece. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, it on a on a scale from jujitsu to Jurassic Park, uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, it's definitely not a jujitsu with the guy like full running but barely moving in the doorway thing or the bullet in the air. Yeah, thing. I'd say it's more like the angels in uh, if we're talking about another Nick Cage film, Just, the angels in knowing it's a little worse than knowing because I, I did kind of I, I liked where they were going with the angels in knowing, but the execution in League is just a little bit worse. Ed's shaking his head like Hector, stop it. No, I just, <laughs> I just don't like knowing, fair enough. <laughs> no, but uh, you know, a little bit of conflict, uh, to resolve it, I guess they just all get angry at Dorian Gray. <laughs> The M reveal from Phantom, the one just sucks. This is, this is all bad. I like I like the little recording he set he set up because uh, that's so James Bond. I love it. Before I kill you, here's my master plan. But I like how the bombs actually worked, kind of in a way. How many times do I have to kill these men? You should have planted more bombs. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, like it's all Gucci in my mind. You know, I don't care what anybody says. That that last shot from Sawyer is cool as fuck. No, that was it cool was. as fuck. No. And I, I like how it's how it's not like how they didn't really like exaggerate kind of the shot. It's just boom. Real time bullet travel hits dead. That's it. So good. It didn't follow the bullet too much. It didn't do all this crazy stuff. It's it just, didn't do the slow just, motion shot. Like you see yeah. him get shot from three different angles and then fall. Or or, or just like the, the slow motion trigger pull with like the muzzle flash and 
air, yeah. hot air and stuff. It's just boom, hit, dead. I agree Perfect. with you, but also a sucker for the whole bullet time, like slow. Especially if you can see yeah. like the mechanism of the gun before it's, the it's, bullet fires. It's kind of cool. Shit. It's used. It's used too much. Good. Yeah, it's I mean, used just once to, is fine. Yeah, yeah but like fun. so many other people have used it, you really got to put your own spin to it, and even them. Yeah, and I love, I love, I love, I love the different kind of bullet time where it wasn't following the bullet or anything. It's just like a quick camera pan, like static camera panning with the yeah. bullet. So yeah. cool, and I love the little the little black trail it had just to make it more visible instead of like the weird matrix thing it's just a black smoke trail i don't know that last shot that last shot amazing and that first shot also is kind of like the same thing uh but it's like it's so funny when they're bringing him back reed's like did you mean to win him quarterman's like of course <laughs> oh the sign in pill was hilarious though yeah just, it's like eh. He just puts his mouth in. It's like y'all didn't try and stop him. Okay, cool. Yeah. Stop him! Everybody's just like, "Oh, what's that?" Who <laughs> of you was sucked? Sucked mostly because of dialogue and characters. Whoever wrote this uh, doesn't isn't as good as whoever wrote the Avengers script. Because yeah, wasn't Avengers partially written by he who he who shall not be named Whedon? Voldemort. Voldemort. Whedon. Yeah. I don't know why, he, why he, should, I think he who should not be named. He's gross. He, he's, uh, he's harassed. Super gross. Yeah, he's super gross. Look it up later. Oh, Joss Wheaton. Yes. Yeah. Joss Voldemort Wheaton. Yes. Why? Why? Why is everyone such a fucking creep? Where I can't I even um, compliment anybody. Some people, a lot of people who get into those positions of power, get <sighs> abused. They can get away you know, with it. So yeah, just for clarification's sake, because I just complimented the script of the Avengers, who I found out today, Joss Whedon is a fucking creep. Uh, I separate the art from the artist a lot, all right? And I really don't like how it's so hard to compliment someone without people getting mad at me, because this happens in real life in here also. So yeah, just clarifying. If I say something's good, and I don't know, and this person's creep. I'm not saying he's a good person. I'm saying the stuff you put on paper is good. No, that's fair. Rant I mean, over. I mean, you also, you didn't know. Yeah. I know, but, but not- people still get mad. Even in real life. Josh like- Whedon did have his hand in a lot of really good shit. Yeah. Fucking Castlevania's and lead he- writer is a piece of yes. shit. And I like, Those and I like Castlevania. Were good. Those scripts were good. Josh Whedon's an asshole, but the scripts are good. You can't ignore that just because John Whedon is a fucking piece of shit. Speaking of which, if you ever read his script for Wonder Woman, because he's originally supposed to direct that, okay, it's ooh, so it's, bad. It's not on it was Avengers like, at all. It's literally the beginning of the like the end of his career, it, I'm pretty sure. Do, do you think it would have been as bad as the Wonder Woman we got? No, no, it, no, it the been OG way worse. Wonder Woman. OG Wonder Woman. Hmm. No, he was. No, uh, not 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 talking about like the one with Aries and stuff. Oh, oh, OG. Okay. Now I'm talking 1984. I'm talking mm-hmm. OG. Like, there's a reason she took over. There's a reason the pa- what the, Patty Jen- Patty Jenkins Patty name? Jenkins I think. took over. Patty Jenkins. It was bad. Yeah, yeah. No. Uh, Wonder Woman had a lot more girl power in the original script, and uh, oh. what's his face, <sighs> uh, Trevor? He was such a fuck boy. And like, and, wonder, putting it and wonder, and Wonder Woman was totally cool with him being a fuck boy. Yeah. Well, you know, 
I'm still mad about Wonder Woman. Still mad about OG. the movie. Just well, the 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 one we got, not 1984, the first one of the recent ones. I don't know anything else. Just Aries, remove from script. Script becomes ten times better. That's pretty basically it for uh my thing of here. Avengers did it better. Uh, True. <laughs> for the conflict, at least. Not for the for the interpersonal conflict. The villain, I do think, actually was better here than Loki's whole plan. Anyways. It's because he based Loki off the more Christian, like, devil thing instead of, like, actual Norse. Yes. They and I'm talking about Anyways. Joss. I'm not talking about the other. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Right. yes. <gasps> do, 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 do. Ruthie, great it. I gotta say it's a B. I love this movie. C minus. It's not bad. I'm just gonna. I. I. It's very different from what I remember. I actually didn't know any of these literary, very few literary references in the past. But you had to read Tom Sawyer like I did. This is well. I saw when I was ten. Okay, fair enough. I I knew Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea, but that's because I saw like a Nickelodeon movie about it. <laughs> Unremarkable movie. Terrible dialogue. C minus. Would you call it extraordinary? <clears throat> No. <laughs> um, I guess before we end it, I want to ask, what if, have you guys been watching or anything or? Uh, well, you, you know what I've been watching. Uh, Hector and I have been watching Kim's Convenience on Netflix. Uh, that shit's pretty good. At least season one. I have not been watching a lot because I'm currently reading Dune before the movie to come out. How, how is the book? How's the book? I've, I've only, I'm only a little bit in so far, like two hours in. Of the 21 hours of it. It's an audiobook. Yeah, audiobook. Uh so the best part about it is uh okay. Well, I love I love the names of things like the Gong Jabbar, just the weird names they give things. I love how they describe uh the Baron, the villain. So the author uses three adjectives, including grotesque, to describe how morbidly obese he is. And then I think it's a little undershooting saying 200 kilos because that's like 450 pounds for how he described him. Uh, But anyways, he said it's so funny because it's like 200 kilos, but he has these things around him holding up his folds. So his feet only have to carry uh, like 50 pounds or something like that. That is gnarly. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? It's so funny. That's a a really interesting way of. Having a villain like that, yeah. Oh, the real villain is his nephew, uh, the the one who's who's actually like. Eh. I want to see it. Yes, yes, yes. I bet. Well, that's my that's my uh, that's, that's what right. I'm thinking. Like they're they're both the villains, obviously, but I think one of them is more. Oh, so. Okay, so it's more of a theory and less of like. Okay. Movie. Yeah, less of a real thing. Anyways, yeah, book's great so far. So we got a TV show, we got a book. I have a video game. Uh, Delta Rune Chapter 2 just came out. So <laughs> I fucking love Undertale. Like, I, I know the fan base is cringy. I don't care. I played it before the fan, fan base got big. Cringy? Huh? Fan base is cringy? Yes. Of Undertale? Yes. No, it's one of the worst. I think they've it nearly... It's like one of the most toxic. It's literally... Well, it was toxic. They've cleaned themselves up. Yeah. But anyway... Delta Rune yeah, is the, a... the, the Smash Bros. community had a purge. <laughs> this was less of a purge and more just people stopped 
caring. And people grew up. <laughs> and grew up. But anyway, it, remember, they're all old. Most of them, the original OG Undertale fans, for the most part, were Homestuck fans because Toby Fox, the creator, was a part of Homestuck. He helped make music. Mm. Anyway, point is, Deltarune came out, which is like a sort of spinoff. And for all those people, I was worried that like Undertale was in a sense a fluke. But no, holy crap. Like chapter one's like, okay, it was fun. It was really good. I'm interested. But chapter two is going to be like the real taste. And no, it, by the way, it's on Steam for free. Chapter one and two of Deltarune are free. And uh, free. Free. Yeah. It was like five hours long. Like both chapters together, like five hours. And Mm. there's other stuff I don't want to spoil, but. I can run, I can run that on my laptop, right? Yeah. No, it's so fun. It's 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 not a fluke. Like Toby is a legitimately good game developer. Mm-hmm. Honestly, top five game developers just because of how good he is. Mm-hmm. Let's do Vivarium. Cool. <laughs> I'm down. I like Eisenberg. I don't know anything Eisenberg. else about the movie. I like Eisenberg. Eisenberg. I I was just like I opened it up in a new tab so we could see the rating. I thought that um, the lead lady was another person. In fact, I thought it was Emma Stone, but apparently it's not. Huh. I did not recognize the other lady. Her name. You know, they, they they would have good chemistry because they did Zombieland together. Yeah. Yeah. Let me see. What what's her name? Imogen Pool. Po- oh, Imogen Poots. Oh, it's Imogen. Poots. I'm, Imogen. Yeah. I've I'm not. Poots. I'm not familiar with her. She's good. She Poots. she looks a lot like Emma Stone. I've heard of her. I haven't seen her. No, I'm thinking Imogen Heap. That's a song. Nope. I, I, how do you say her name? How do you say her name? It's like Imogen Poops. There's a lot of that. Oh, oh yeah. She has, what, she what, has look. What is she? I'm just going to look at this for my own. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, so thank you, everyone, for listening. We've gone yes. up to like 400 listens. So that's really yeah. cool. Milestone. Yeah. Have a good day, everyone. Yes. And join us next week for... Vivarium. It's spooky, kind of. Perfect. We're getting Halloween. Oh, yeah. (gasps) You know what we should do for Halloween? Wait, wait, wait. wait. Let's do the goodbyes. Bye. Goodbye. 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 Today's film was League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, directed by Stephen Norrington. The screenplay was written by James Robinson... And, oh, the comics of Kevin O'Neill and, oh, God, Alan Moore. <laughs> no wonder he hates adaptations. Uh, the cinematographer was Dan Lotson. Go show some love to their various social media accounts. They made a movie, which is more than we can say here.